Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. The last several weeks we've been going through uh, this thing where we've been looking about how Jesus encounters people. And there's a really good reason for that. It's because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? The way he was then, he is with us. Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. That should be good news. Anybody grow up with a father who didn't look like Jesus? All of us, right? There's some things in our natural fathers that, praise God, are not in the Father. Hallelujah, right? And especially for those of us who are fathers. (laughs) Um, He shows us who he is, and it is so powerful and so encouraging. And we watched as he called Peter, and we watched as he was asleep in the boat in the middle of fear And the thing we need to understand about Jesus is he is showing us, demonstrating, revealing a fundamentally different kingdom that's not of this world, and nobody got it. That should be encouraging if you haven't gotten it yet. And so as we walk with with Jesus, we watch, and, and he's teaching the disciples. He's with them for three years. You would think after three years they had some clue. Not a clue. Not a clue. Jesus goes, they're like, we're ready for the kingdom to be revealed. What kind of kingdom do you think the disciples thought was coming? Overthrow Rome, thrones, power, prestige, money. See, every single one of us, we come to Jesus because we have a problem. True? Nobody came because they're like, Jesus, I feel like I should give you the benefit of me being on your team. I feel like I could bless you right? What are some problems that we come to Jesus with? Not you, other people. (laughs) What are some problems that cause us to be in desperation come to him? Our spouses. No, no nudging. No nudging. Spouses. Okay. What else? Health. Healing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, children. <laughs> Many people have been brought to Jesus. <laughs> right? Children, what else? Not fitting in. Come on. What's that? A broken, a broken, just broken, everything broken, right? Come on. What? Sickness, uh huh, health? Purpose, purpose, no purpose, come on, bondage, Bondage. trauma, Trauma. emptiness, Emptiness. trauma, this is good stuff, what else, addiction, Addiction. Questions. questions, I will say this, other people's these things. Right? Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like other people in our life, right? And so the thing is, is that when Jesus, when we come to Jesus, right? So many people came to Jesus with addiction or, or say uh, sickness. He, he, he had 10 lepers who came to him. You guys remember? He said to all of me, he said, go show yourself to the priest you're healed. Merry Christmas. What happened? 
one came back, right? Why did the nine not come back? They were good. They got what they came for. And that shouldn't surprise us because we're often no different, are we? Right? We come to him for what we want, right? We're like, we're down here somewhere, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Okay, I need breakthrough. I need breakthrough. I need breakthrough. Anybody? Okay, all right. This line is zero. Just get up. Like, we're trying to get rid of a negative, right? We're not getting life. We're just trying to make life work. We're not trying to break. The thing is, is Jesus came to declare a fundamentally different kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, a fundamentally different kingdom. So in this seat in here, we seek for miracles, do we not? I want a miracle in my finances. I want a miracle in my spouse. Lord, manipulate them. I'm sorry, control them. I mean, oh gosh, um, uh, make them, oh, I don't know. Just fix them, right? <laughs> right? I, I am powerless. Fix this so I'm okay. Right? Okay. The thing is, is Jesus went around doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. What did he do? He wasn't seeking to do miracles. He was simply living from heaven to earth. See, he was, attempt, he was letting God's love flow through him, and the results were supernatural. He wasn't seeking to do miracles. He was seeking to love. He said, I only do what? What I see the Father doing. God is love. He was letting God's love flow into these areas. And so the thing is, is all these people got blessed. You guys remember, there was a whole bunch of people. He fed them, right? 15,000 people, 500, you know, the, the loaves and the fishes. He fed everyone, right? And what, were they happy? Said the next thing, they wanted to make him king. king. Why did they want to make him king? They wanted this stuff, right? Because I'm going to be hungry tomorrow. And I'm kind of, I like this bread and fish thing you got going on. And I might get sick and I need the health care. Right? In other words, but do you remember what Jesus said to the woman at the well? If you knew who it was, you'd ask me for a drink of water. Why? What kind of water did Jesus offer? Living water. And you will thirst no more. And she was like, sweet! Because that deals with my problem of having to come back to this well every day. Right? Is that what Jesus is saying? No, he's saying, if you are living from heaven to earth, these things will be addressed. These things will be dealt with. But if you're seeking to deal with these things, guess what? You'll be back here tomorrow. He's trying to talk about a fundamentally different life in him. And guess what? The good news is the disciples didn't get it either. Isn't that good news? Do you know how you don't know that you don't understand Jesus? It's when you think you understand him. What do I mean by that? Look at how Jesus teaches. So there was a guy. And he had a bunch of seed, and he went out in the fields, and he scattered seed, and some grew up here, and some grew up there, and some, you know, withered in the sun, and some, you know, got taken by the birds, and others brought forth a crop. Amen. Let us pray. 
Why does Jesus teach in that way? Because he wants us to admit we don't understand so we can get his understanding. And the disciples, they, they get a little more than everybody else, but not much. The evidence is they're still waiting for what kind of kingdom? Kingdom, where all our finances are taken care of, where all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm, right? And every single one of us has a question that's below the line. Can we be real about that? That's important. Lord, I would be fine if my children were XYZ. I would be fine if I had children. I'd be fine if my spouse XYZ. I would be fine if, right? Do you remember what Jesus was doing in the middle of the storm? He wasn't changing the storm. He was okay no matter the storm. What is a fruit of the Spirit is self? Others control? I thought my okayness comes from others control from fixing other people so my environment's okay. Oh, oh, tough crowd. All right. You're not ready. All right. <laughs> no, no, it would have been mean. <laughs> um, so he's talking to them, and he's talking about a kingdom that's coming, and they're like, yeah, that's why we're paying a price, right? We're paying a price to be a part of this kingdom, Lord. I, I know you chose us because we're, we're the best and the brightest. Were the disciples the best and the brightest? No. no. You know, and uh, they're like, we're with you, Jesus. And uh, Jesus is like, and, and Jesus goes, okay, guys, this is it. This is my big moment, my big reveal. I'm going to be crucified. And Je what does Peter say? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And what does Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. Right? Like, like Jesus, Peter just had his big moment saying, you're the Messiah. And said, Jesus said, you're right. And so therefore the Messiah dies. No! Anybody had God confound your plans? So, so what happens is, and he's going to the cross, and they're going into Jerusalem, and everybody starts cheering, and the disciples are like, Shh, I think Jesus probably had a confused moment. It's okay. It was an episode. He's okay. Because they're cheering for him. They're like, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He's going to be king. Woohoo! It's our moment. Look, we're with Jesus. We're with Jesus. And then Jesus says, if you want to be like me, be a servant and wash people's feet. Why does he say that? Because what are they fighting over? Who gets to be next to Jesus? Who's going to be? Who's going to? Can we sit on thrones on either side of you? He's like, uh, the guys who are going to be on those thrones on either side of me, <laughs> I, don't, I think those are already taken. <laughs> but maybe we can get some more crosses for you. Right? He, he's sitting there and he's, they're fighting over who's going to be greatest. So he shows them, you've got to be like a servant, a slave, serving one another. He's like, I did not sign up for this kingdom. Any, okay, this is about to get real. Anybody here had your dream come true and it turned out to be a nightmare? Don't nudge. Let me put it another way. Anybody thought that when you got the new job, everything would get taken care of, everything would be fixed? Anybody, you thought when you got that boyfriend or you got married, everything would be fixed? Or when you got kids, everything would work out? Or when you got divorced? <laughs> Sorry, keeping it real. And strangely enough, it didn't. There's a strange thing that happens in relationship is when we draw near to one another. Anybody notice the closer you get to one another, the more it hurts? 
One person? Anybody else? That's why in COVID, we've seen this massive blowing apart. People are like, I get close to you, it hurts. I'm just going to hide by myself, right? It hurts when I come near you. Now, if it hurts when I come near you, what does that tell me about you? You're the problem, right? So I just vote the people that hurt off my island. Well, this is getting awkward. <laughs> Jesus, help us. Help us. And Jesus is, he's serving, you know, he's loving, and, you know, he's trying to show these guys the kingdom. Why is he trying to do this? And then he does the whole, you know, John 14, 13, 15, 16, 17, tries to tell them the whole thing about the kingdom. Why? Because he's about to leave the entire world in the hands of 11 guys and a traitor who, who don't get anything. And he goes, and he goes, I'm going away in chapter 13. And Peter goes, where are you going? Why are you leaving? Can I come? <laughs> Jesus goes, you don't even know what you're talking about. He said, I will lay down my life for you. And what does Jesus say to Peter? Will you really? Will you really? Will you? No. In fact, in the next 24 hours, you're going to deny me three times. How's that for a prophetic word over your life? Anyway, uh, yeah, and what does he do? P you know, Jesus, he, is, he gets taken, right? And, and Peter tries to stand up for him by chopping off a guy's ear. Anybody tried to serve Jesus and it didn't go so well? Anyway, he, he does this. He's trying to serve him and, and he's following Jesus. He's trying to follow Jesus. And so he follows him to the court of the high priest where they they're are charging Peter, uh, Jesus and they're sitting by this charcoal fire, him and all the other servants. And people go, hey, aren't you, aren't you with Jesus? And what does he say? No. no. Man, you sure sound like a Galilean. No, I do not. I do not sound like a guy from Galilee. Right? And they go, no, you really do. And he goes, I swear I am not. And in that moment, he hears the rooster crow, like Jesus had said. And what does he feel? Shame. Shame. I turn my back on Jesus. Why? Because it didn't look like what I thought it would look like. It didn't look like what I thought he was promising. Anybody? You've been in a relationship and it didn't look like what you thought you were getting? Anyway, moving on, thankfully. Uh, Jesus, obviously, crucified, dead, resurrected. Praise God. The disciples are full of faith. Eh. Some women, not knowing what else to do, go to prepare Jesus' body. They get to meet him. They bring back the word. He is risen. Do the disciples believe? These are the guys he's trusted to the entire world to. And I look at it and I'm like, do you guys remember in Gethsemane where he's sweating drops of blood? Saying, Lord, if there's another way. In other words, can you give me some more time with these guys? I don't think they're ready. He's like, I asked them to do one thing. Stay awake with me for a few hours. Right? Oh my gosh. Jeez, are you sure? Nobody, nobody wants what I have. Right? I'm going to serve you, Lord, if people like me. What did Jesus promise you? If they hated me, they're going to hate you. I will serve people if they'll receive what I have. Oh! 
Lord, but not my will, but yours be done. I trust you. Anne was leading us. I want you, Lord. Can I just be real? Nine times out of ten, we're not saying we want him. We want something. But Jesus is good enough to say, I know what you really want is me. So I'm going to use that to draw you close to me. To hope you, hopefully you can come to my kingdom. Step into my kingdom, which is a totally different kingdom. So he does this and he, Jesus, uh, you know, he rises from the dead. He comes to see them. And uh, what do they think? They think he's a ghost at first. Sound familiar? You guys remember what happened when he walked across the water? It's a ghost! Jesus is like, these are the best and the brightest. Oh. Everyday people. Like Paul said, not many of you were wise. Not many of you were rich or famous. And then what does he say? He says, they comes back again because Thomas missed the first party. I don't know where Thomas was, maybe in the bathroom. And uh, he sees him, and then Jesus goes away and doesn't explain anything. Anybody willing to follow Jesus if he'll explain everything? Anybody found Jesus doesn't explain much? Yeah. And Jesus goes away, and, it, and they're sitting around, and Peter just says, hey, I'm going fishing. Why is Peter going fishing? Anybody here, you got bored waiting on Jesus and decided to go do your thing? And so he goes fishing. Oh, you's coming with me. Well, John's like, man, I, listen, some, some way got to pay the bills. Yeah, let's do it. Thomas is like, I don't even know how to fish, but I'll come. And they get into a boat and they go and they're out fishing. And guess what happens? Nothing. 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 Then they hear this voice from the shore. Hey, you catch anything? Shut up. See, God shows up in our bankruptcy. God shows up in our pain. God shows up in our lack. He said, well, if you put it over on the other side, you'll catch some. Shut up, stupid. The funny part is, does this sound familiar? You guys remember? This is what happened before. Nobody picks up on it at this point. That's the part that cracks me up. Do you know many times we don't know it's the Lord till after we've obeyed? Yeah. Prove it. They put it over the other side. Oh my goodness. The fish is coming in like crazy. They say it's 153. Why do they say it's 153, fishermen? You ever seen fishermen after they come in on shore, they have all the fish laid out? Why do they lay all those fish out, fishermen? Respect. Dude, I promise you, in the local bars of Capernaum, they had 153 up over the bar that with the date. They're like, whoa, I was there. 153 in one net, and it did not break. Why? Because Jesus wanted to show them all your self-effort could never bring what I bring in a moment. You fishing all night in your wisdom and your understanding can't do that. Why? So they could have fish? No. And I love it. They get on shore and, and Jesus is like, you know, he's got a little charcoal fire going. And you guys remember the charcoal fire? Anybody here, you have like a memory that's activated by smells? I promise you. Peter, so Peter realized, well, I love it. John realizes Jesus. 
You remember who beat Peter to the tomb? It was John, right? John is always the first, right? He's, but Peter is the dumb one. And so Peter's like, what? Jumps out of the boat, starts swimming for sure. You know, and uh, I'm sure somebody on the boat was like, Peter's shirking duty again, whatever. And so Peter gets up on shore, and what does he smell? The same smell of shame. The same smell of disappointment. The same smell of denial. See, Jesus meets us in those places. He meets us in our lack. He meets us in our pain. He meets us in our failure. He doesn't, he doesn't shunt it to the side. He faces it with us. Why? Because it's true? No, but because we believe it. And so Jesus sits there and, there, and he feeds them, you know, gives them food, you know, feed, cooks the food, you know, and they're sitting there. And I, I promise you, Peter probably, knowing Peter, he probably said a lot of stupid things, but he probably said nothing meaningful, right? Like, <laughs> oh, nice weather we're having, Jesus. Awkward, painful. Finally, Jesus says this thing. He says, he says, Peter, Simon, son of John. Why does he say Simon, son of John and not Peter? Who called him Peter? Jesus. The world calls him Simon. He meets him in who he's not. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? What are these? The fish. The fish. He's a fisherman. It's his life. He just got the most incredible catch of his life. Do you love me more than being successful? Do you love me more than being financially responsible and upstanding? Do you love me more than the favor of the world, the honor of the world? Do you love me more than these? And to your point, probably also more than the disciples, what they think of you. Yes, he says, do you love me? He uses this word love is agape. Agape is like an absolute word. We don't have, we say I love ice cream and I love my wife in the same sentence. Hopefully they're not the same, right? But in Greek, they had a word for self-giving absolute love, agape. And they had another word, phileo, for Dude, I love you, man, right? Yes, Lord. He says, Simon, do you agape love me with you, all of you more than these? Yes, Lord, you know I dig you, man. Is that what Jesus was asking? Why would Peter so purposely say something different than what Jesus said? I submit because he's being honest. I don't... Peter, Jesus, I don't know that I'm ready to lay down my life for you. Honestly, because I had a chance. Remember, he had a chance, right? I'll be with you, Jesus. We're going down together. What does he do? I don't know the man. I don't know, Jesus. You know, he said, but he said, yes, you know that I dig you. You know that I like you. You know that I you know, love you. He said, okay, well then feed my lamb. When you feed lambs, they are cute and cuddly, but anybody been around lambs? They stink. They are nasty. They have no sense of, 
And a lot of times they still have their tail and their tail gets covered in all the stuff that comes out of their rear end. Don't nudge anybody. Feed my lambs. Selfless. Nobody cares. They need round-the-clock attention. Feed my lambs. Next verse. Again, Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you love me? I get that you dig me, but do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know I dig you, man. I'm into you. I like you. Hank, I followed you. He said, okay. Then also, go ahead and take care of my sheep. Hey, 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 sheep bite. Sheep bite. You ever seen a sheep thank a shepherd? Ah, feed me, right? Take care of my sheep. The third time he said, Simon, son of John, do you really dig me? He uses the same word. Do you like me? Yeah, he used phileo. He meets him. He says, okay, so do you really dig me? Do you really like me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him a third time. Why does God ask us questions? So what we know what's inside of us. Not because he lacks the understanding. Do you know? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. Okay. Same one. I, I, you know I dig you. <laughs> He's like, because Jesus is like, I get that you don't agape me. That you can't, you don't know for a fact. Like, I believe in the past, Peter would have been the first say, I agape you, Jesus. And now he knows. Anybody? You found your weakness? You thought you were one thing on your own and you found you weren't? Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. He said, feed my sheep. It's enough. It's enough. I'll meet you in that place. So he said, since you've signed up for my, uh, for my, uh, my uh, corporate pro program of sheep feeding, I want to tell you what the package entails. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted, but when you're old, they'll stretch out your hands. And someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Feed my sheep. What do I get the guarantee of? Crucifixion. Is that a good, is that a good part of the package? See, if you and I are following for the good stuff, when the good stuff's not present, what do we do? If I am in a relationship with you because it makes me feel good, what do we do when I'm not feeling it? <laughs> I walk away. I walk away. And I love this. He said, he said, he said then you follow me. And Peter says, aye, aye, captain. No, he doesn't. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. John, remember? <laughs> and he goes, he was following. This is the one who had leaned against the Lord, Jesus' supper, and said, Lord, who is going to betray us? When Peter saw him, he said, Lord, what about him? Lord, I will follow you if you'll fix them. I'll be obedient if. I'll love if. What does Jesus say? He said, well, if I want him to remain alive and not die on the cross, 
until I return. What is that to you? You follow me. We've been talking about this for a few months, but at the end of John 17, Jesus says that the whole purpose of him coming, being born, living his life, ministering, and dying on a cross, and being resurrected is that we may be one, even as he and the Father are one. One. Oh, so we're one if we all believe the, the exact same things. So we're one if they are on good behavior. They're one if I'm on good behavior. They're one. This is a fatherly word. And you really need to hear this. Because right now in this world, there's a thing. There is, you know, Paul talks about factions and dissension and division. Left, right, and center. And division always starts in the heart of one. When I separate from you to protect myself. We're about to head into an election that is going to jack division to eleven. We are, we are seeing it across the church landscape where people are separating themselves, going, some of them, they never actually connect up with community ever again. Some, they go from community to community to community because what happens is I get around you and it hurts. So there's something wrong with you. I'm out of here. Let me ask you, can we just get real for a second? Because I'm going to tell you this. What do we do when other people hurt us? Okay, so run. So run. We talk about run. What are some other alternatives? Uh, go inside. Okay, like run, hide inside. Mm -hmm. What else? Hurt back, right? Lash back. What else? Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, rally others against. What else? Build walls. Build walls. What else? Hide. Hide. Mm -hmm. uh, anybody, um, anybody told everybody else except the person who hurt you what they did to you? Today? Um, deflect. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to just raise up. This is a good example. I, I haven't cleared this, but I, I think you'll be okay. Masha's a little terrified. Um, no, what happened is last Sunday, Masha gave a call for everybody to come to the front who was struggling with things, and she made that call very strong. Well. Some misinterpreted it that she was literally demanding everybody, whether you like it or not, come to the front. And some person felt manipulated, felt dominated, felt controlled, and it, and it bothered them. But instead of talking to everybody else, do you know what they did? They came to Masha and said, this is how I experienced what you did. 
And Masha could say, that's not what I intended. Uh-huh. Can you imagine if that's what we did as a body? That when you hurt me, when I experience hurt from you, instead of me running away and telling everybody else about it, I run and I say, this is how I experienced you. Oh, oh my gosh, I never intended that. Or, oh wow, I need to repent. I'm so sorry. Wouldn't it be an amazing world if instead of every time we experience hurt, we divide, we instead run towards one another in our friendships, our marriages, our work relationships? What if instead of running and hiding and blaming and shaming and attacking and dividing... Why? Why would this be? Because we were made for union. We were made for oneness. I can't be one with you. You don't think like I do. I want to say this is the high ground of the next two or three months for the church of God is to fight for union. Is to fight for love is to fight for relationship and quit giving people over to the devil. This is, this is one of the things the Lord said to me recently. He said, you've got to stop agreeing with people. I'm like, well, that's weird. <laughs> no, anybody had somebody tell you, like, I've had people say things to me, like, like I don't want to say this. I cannot afford to have a thought about you that God doesn't have about you. You tell me you're my enemy, that doesn't make you my enemy. It takes two to tango. I cry, it's, I love what it says in Colossians. It said, we are only enemies of God ever in our own minds. I'm against you. God's like, that's okay, I'm for you. I love you. I'm pursuing you. We have got to quit allowing one another to dictate to us how we respond to one another. Does that make sense? Okay, now, what I've described is fundamentally impossible. So we can move on. <laughs> Listen, if you heard what I said and you thought it was possible, you didn't hear what I said. If you heard what I said and you thought it was possible, you didn't hear what I said. Jesus does not call us to what's possible but only what is supernaturally empowered by God. It's not possible for me not to automatically react to you. True? I mean, because listen, you see this. We'll say, well, I'm very proud of myself. I didn't slap them. <laughs> but in my heart, they are strung out on a rack and being ripped to shreds, Right? That's why Jesus said, if you, you say, oh, I haven't killed anybody, he said, but if you said, you fool, you're the same. He's trying to say, you can't do it. Apart from me, you can do nothing. God doesn't call us to a life we can live, but only one he can live in and through us. And we must not dumb our level of love down to the level of this world. Well, they started it. <laughs> well, who's going to end it? Right. 
Father, I ask you right now to give us eyes to see our bankruptcy. Lord, to give us eyes to see that apart from you, we cannot love. That this would bring us to the foot of the cross. This is not a one-time solve this problem, solve this person, fix this relationship. It's literally only in you we live and move and have our being. Only in you can we live. Lord, I ask right now, that you would purify our hearts, the altars that we've built to self-protection, the altars we've built to fear and rage and hatred and division. And Lord, we ask you right now, purify our hearts from this sin that separates us from one another and you and allow us to experience your heart of love for those around us. Every single one of us has an enemy. It's the person that scares us the most. It's the person that hurts us the most. Whatever it is. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Jesus loved the Pharisees and he told them stuff. <laughs> you, you whitewashed tombs. But he could do it because he loved them. Not because he was trying to manipulate them. Listen, it doesn't mean not putting up boundaries. If you're being physically abused, that doesn't mean putting up with it. Hear me on that. But what I want to say right now is, what I said is, I can't afford to have a thought about a person other than the thoughts that Jesus has about them. Or else I will be in separation, fear, and, and, and self-protection, and I will not, I will live in fear. So Lord, right now, I ask right now, I bring, whoever that enemy is, just imagine in your mind, bring that person, stand with that person, just like Peter <laughs> took John in front of Jesus. Jesus, what do you want me to know about them? Or it could be a people group, but what do you want me to know about them? Show me how you see them. Give me your heart for them. Not a heart dictated by fear, confusion. If you guys remember, Peter's, uh, Jesus' own family and hometown grabbed him by the shirt and dragged him to the top of a cliff and went to throw him off. And Jesus just walked off. Listen. The amazing thing is when your life is hidden with Christ in God, you can respond with no fear, no condemnation, no shame and walk off. There's freedom in that. So Lord, I ask right now, Lord, if this is who you're showing them to be, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And Lord, give me the courage to do what only you can do in and through me. He'll only ask you, you'll, you probably heard something that was impossible. And he goes, I know. <laughs> you'll probably have to do it in me. You'll have to do it from heaven to earth. But I would encourage us, if we would, by his spirit, war against separation. Jesus said, they will know you're my disciples by the signs and wonders you do. Jesus said, they will know you're my disciples by the way you prove you are right. They will know you're, disciple, you're my disciples because you take over. No, they will know you're my disciples because of your love, the way you love one another. 
Jesus, I ask right now that you would purify our hearts of everything that wars against love and that we would discover that love will lead us into pain, but it will heal us in the process. We love you, Lord. The worship team could come. could stand friends i am the i am the like paul said i am the foremost of sinners in this department i'm way worse or better at you depending on how you categorize it but i'm here to say i cannot live we cannot live we cannot love as long as we stay in this place but if we will step into his kingdom his love will lead us and bring and heal us Amen. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.